Are you feeling frustrated with the job hunt? Are endless applications and a radio silence getting you down? You can now book me for $1 a minute for 30, 45, or 60 minutes. Don't need 45 minutes, don't pay for it. Want to do 30 minutes now and maybe 30 minutes later? Once you progress, let's do it. We can conduct a mock interview. I'll help you format great responses that make a difference. We can improve your resume and cover letter to help get you noticed. I'm here to consult with you. If you're in a unique situation and want input from someone that has seen it all and can help you succeed like I have so many others, it's super simple. Just go to jobinterviewexperience.com and click the $1 a minute coaching button at the very top of the page. Select the amount of time you want to meet and then you can look through my availability without having to pay. Check out my availability, pick a time, and pay $1 a minute for 100% of my attention. It's blocked into 30, 45, or 60 minutes, so we won't go over, you won't get charged any more than what you pay at checkout. Remember, the faster you invest in yourself, the faster you land that dream job. Go to jobinterviewexperience.com or follow the link in this episode's description. I'm excited to meet and help you take control of your career today. Welcome to the job interview experience. I'm a former executive recruiter, search firm owner and director of talent acquisition. Today, I'm the founder of Candidate Club Interview Prep and your host of the job interview experience. If you've ever felt like you are lost in the sea of applicants, not getting noticed, not getting interviewed or getting interviewed and not getting hired, today's episode is for you. I have to warn you, it's going to take more work. It's good work, work that you'll be proud of, but hard work. The good news is that with this method, you can stop mass applying for jobs. You won't have time. This will be impactful for all job levels, from the lowest paying starting roles to executives that make multiple six figures. If you're not as far along in your career, you don't have the top most professional job title, this will help you stand out the most. Throughout my career and thousands of job interviews, there's something that stuck out to me, something that stuck with me. The very best applicants didn't need the best resumes or the best job titles. They didn't have to have the lowest pay requirements for us to hire them, none of that. There were interviews with applicants that always stood out, interviews where myself and the other department leaders at the company would get energized and quickly glance at each other during the interview. We all knew that we were 100% going to make an offer to this job applicant we were currently interviewing, and they had to say yes. We would pursue them. What happened during those job interviews? The applicant wasn't having an interview with us. Yes, they answered questions we have, but it changed from a job interview into something else. It turned into a conversation. We were learning from the candidates' insights. Their experience and perspective was making light bulbs go on for us. They helped illuminate what we were doing right or wrong. It was like hiring an expert or consultant to come in and give us the right advice. And that came from their experience. We needed this person because they were casually discussing how they would approach a problem we had. They were offering a solution we hadn't thought of. They were explaining how to fix something that had long been broken. You don't have to be an expert to do this. 
You don't have to have a 20 year long career either. The best part and what I'll share with you is that you can start doing this before your interview. Doing so will get you interviews. Once you get that interview, you can go deeper. Part one, cover letters. Amanda applied for a position in a company's marketing department. Rather than just sharing her resume, she did a deep dive into their recent campaigns. In her cover letter, she included a short analysis of their social media campaign and gave three actionable suggestions to enhance their reach. Not only did Amanda showcase her skills, but she demonstrated initiative and genuine interest in the company's success. Amanda somehow changed from an applicant to someone who was already helping the company. Her cover letter wasn't about her. It was about the company. It looked different. It had bullet points. It was short. Did you think it was read? There is a much higher chance. And once reading it, she had to be interviewed. Once interviewed, managers knew they needed more of her help. It would be too risky to keep going without her help. Of course they hired her. She does great work. They saw it. Before you start thinking, well, this works for certain fields, but not mine. Let's dive into how this approach can be adopted across various sectors. This isn't all of them, but here's a couple ideas. Designers and artists, you can sketch a preliminary design for a product the company is launching or suggest changes to existing ones. HR professionals, you can identify gaps in current training modules or suggest enhancements or introduce a new recruitment platform. Engineers, offer a more efficient method or new materials that could cut costs or improve durability, or maybe they're just a cool idea that will be launched 10 years from now, but you're talking about it. You're seeing the future and what can help them. School teachers, maybe you've discovered a new teaching technique. Maybe you've created your own teaching technique that you wanna run by them or an online tool that can make remote learning more effective. Media, the media world. Find new and up-and-coming media platforms and bring in a creative idea for how one of their clients can launch a viral campaign with this new up-and-coming social media platform. This list could go on and on. If you have experience in your field that you're confident in, pull from your experience and be an advisor. If you don't have much experience, research what the company does, what equipment or software it uses, and what new markets they can enter, products they can offer, and on and on. It doesn't have to fix every problem they have. It just needs to be proactive. Something that if you had that job, the manager that is interviewing you, if you had that job, that same manager would be excited and say, great work, this is a great idea. The beauty of this is that it showcases your passion, dedication, and how invested you are in not just getting the job, but excelling at it. Here's another example. Daniel is a software developer. During his job search, he stumbled upon a company he really admired. While researching, he found a minor bug on their huge mobile app. Instead of ignoring it, he fixed it. During the phone interview, he talked about how he had the corrected code that he wanted to share with them. It wasn't part of the job he was applying for, but it demonstrated initiative and genuine interest. Do you think that showing this in the cover letter got more than just the recruiter interested? That bug could have cost the company thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars. The recruiter alerted the project manager immediately after seeing this cover letter. The recruiter included the cover letter to show what the problem was in their email to the manager that is over the project. 
the IT manager read the cover letter many times over because it had a problem that affected their team. Do you think a cover letter with a couple lines of code pasted into it stuck out? That was just the start. The company had to talk to Daniel. They had to as soon as possible. Of course, Daniel was helpful. Maybe instead of a first interview, Daniel was talking to the dev team, being humble and teaching them how he found the bug. Now, how do you make this work for you? First is deep diving into the research. This isn't about browsing the company's website, looking at their latest Instagram post. Instead, dive into forums, look at user feedback, look at reviews, latest news, and then brainstorm some solutions. So once you identify a gap, brainstorm how you could potentially fill it. Remember, this is about quality over quantity. Then practice your pitch. It's not enough to have a solution. You need to present it effectively. Practice in front of a mirror with friends or even record yourself. Be open to feedback. When you present your ideas, be open to feedback. This shows your flexibility and willingness to collaborate. So maybe they say, oh, we already know about that. We already have a solution. You can be excited for them. In that case, you don't push your solution. You maybe talk about how you found the issue or ways you found to reduce issues. This method works. It requires a lot of tact. Tact means you have to approach it delicately. If someone has a bug in their software, the person that accidentally created that bug might be in the interview. You don't want to throw them under the bus. If a marketing campaign sucked, you don't tell the company it sucked. You bring in a parallel marketing campaign to complement it and bring in even more market share. You never want to speak negatively about the company for the reasons I outlined above. You have to approach this also with humility. You don't know what the company has tried or failed at. If you approach this as a solution to all problems with a little bit of ego, a lot of pride and uh, look what I found attitude, you'll just seem arrogant and conceited. You have to approach this with the attitude of, if you don't mind, I'd like to share a small idea or solution or direction with you. I don't know all the details of this project. So I'm just working off a couple ideas here that I'm excited to share. Now I'm going to go into more detail on how to do this in your cover letter. Then we're going to dig into interviews. I've already covered cover letters in other episodes, and it's fun to cover cover letters. So listen to those. To quickly recap what I talk about, your cover letter should be about how you help the company, not that you really want to work there. So even if you don't include the techniques from this episode, the cover letter needs to be about how you help the company, even if you don't have examples of how you're helping them right there in the cover letter. To go beyond that, before applying, do your research, as I stated above, or apply your strong industry experience. After a sentence or two in your cover letter, you can say or type, I have developed a plan for the XYZ role that I look forward to sharing with your team. And then in the next space, bullet point one, you use the letter one and a, and a period. A new market that they can enter. And then you say that market, maybe it's a different country, maybe it's a different demographic, maybe it's a location or a technology in a location. Then under that, you have bullet point two, a sales strategy and why it works. And then bullet point three, maybe an untapped market that you have the ability to uncover. Maybe this is from your previous role. 
So obviously this can be a wide range of things that you put in your cover letter. This is just an example of what that might look like. The bullet points are good. The one, two, three is really good. It makes the cover letter stand out. People read through bullet points more than they read through a bunch of text. You wanna make your bullet points short. You probably only a line of text between each bullet point, if that makes sense. So I'd say two sentences, maybe three max. Keep it short. You're not solving the problem with all the details on how to do it in your cover letter. You're building interest and you want to leave something to be discussed during the interview. Your cover letter kicks you off with your solution-based application. Just seeing the bullet points on a short cover letter will get you a lot of attention. It will be read. After those bullet points, you can even say something along the lines of, there's a lot more to expand on here, and I look forward to sharing that with you soon. Part two, job interviews. You're in an interview, knees weak, palms sweaty, voice trembling just a little bit. The interviewer asks, what can you bring to the table? Instead of the usual, I'm hardworking, I'm dedicated, a team player, instead of that spiel, which they've heard 1,000 times and it won't move the needle at all. Instead of that, you present them with a fresh marketing strategy, a new software tweak, or a plan to increase efficiency. Right now, listening to this, you are becoming more than an applicant. You are a solution. Natalie was applying for a mid-level position at a reputed finance firm. Natalie did her homework. She listened to this episode. She identified a flaw in their current portfolio management tool. Maybe she knew about this flaw from her last job. Maybe her coworker has used this tool and she knows that it has an issue that's becoming more detrimental to firms that use it. In her interview, instead of just discussing her past roles, talking about her last job, she tactfully presented a new tech solution outlining its efficiency and cost benefits that turned the entire conversation around. The takeaway, Natalie wasn't just applying. She wasn't interviewing. She was solving. Like Natalie, you already have your homework finished from your cover letter. So you already have your talking points. Once you book the interview, dig deeper into your research, refine your pitch, switch it from talking points on a cover letter to things that you can discuss, prepare your own questions so you can dig more into this instead of just assuming how everything works, have some questions ready, ask about how long something's been used, how it's working, what goes wrong if they've seen the same problem that you've identified. Refine your pitch into something the recruiter will understand and be intrigued by as well. Simplify it for them as they won't understand the jargon as well as the people on the team that you work on will. So maybe for your first interview, it'll just be you and the recruiter. So you have to make sense of this. You have to build urgency that others need to hear about this with the recruiter, but also translate it into things they understand because they're probably not a software developer or a marketing or finance expert. Here's the best part. If you're applying in the same industry, say marketing, you can reuse this. You'll have to modify it, but you will have a foundation for how you perform as a solution. We're coming to a close here and getting to some of the most important points. So we'll talk about Alexa, who is trying to break into the content creation scene. Instead of sending a typical application to a well-known digital magazine, she sent them an article tailored to their audience along with ideas for a three-part series. So maybe she created a little bit 
better job for herself, a little bit more to do than was just on the job description. Alexa wasn't just applying for a writer's position. She was showcasing the very value she would bring in day one. The competition is fierce out there. By the time you hit submit on your job application, dozens or even hundreds have probably done the same. So how do you stand out? How do you ensure that you're not just another name on another resume? The answer is in showcasing your value, demonstrating your genuine interest in the company's growth and positioning yourself, not just as a candidate, but as a solution. This is more work. It's more frustrating. And it might not work on the first one, two, three positions you apply for. Here's what it will do. It will build your industry knowledge. Your research for how you will help one company will help you find other companies, more opportunities, more crossover and problems you can solve. Doing this will educate you on how to solve problems, not just how to solve them, but how to find them. You will start looking at things with a different perspective. When you come to an interview positioned as a solution, you can negotiate for higher pay every time. You have already demonstrated that you do more than other applicants. You are doing more than most of their employees currently are. This steps up your game by getting noticed with your cover letter, then building intrigue during your interviews and positioning you as a top candidate, top hire, industry leader that if they don't hire you and they don't get your ability to do these great things, someone else will. So they better get on it and it better be a good offer. Listen to this episode again. Practice by applying these steps to your next job application. Like I said in the intro, it's more work, but you'll be surprised how quickly you'll get the hang of it and you'll be able to do this faster and faster and then you won't need to do it again because you'll get that job, the great one. Thank you for your hard work, for giving yourself permission to be different and go the extra mile. You'll go further in your career than you ever imagined. And the 30 minutes you spent on that one job application, applying these steps with that one job application where you did this and you got the amazing offer at an amazing company with great coworkers, you'll never, ever regret that. In the vast sea of applicants, be the lighthouse, illuminate, stand out, and be the beacon the guide, the solution that companies are eagerly looking for. That's why they're hiring. They are looking for a solution. They're looking for you. They just haven't found you yet. This episode is brought to you by my interview training platform, Candidate Club. You sign up and with one one-time payment, you get three months of access to tools like this episode. They create a foundation for securing a job fast and a foundation for your entire career. Candidate Club features interview training with questions, answers, and videos on how to avoid mistakes and create your own interview responses to common questions like the strengths and weaknesses question, plus cover letter templates, resume training, and way more. The link for Candidate Club is in this episode's description or go to jobinterviewexperience.com and check out what it looks like because just like this episode, it's different. Are you feeling frustrated with the job hunt? Are endless applications and radio silence getting you down? You can now book me for $1 a minute for 30, 45, or 60 minutes. Don't need 45 minutes, don't pay for it. 
want to do 30 minutes now and maybe 30 minutes later, once you progress, let's do it. We can conduct a mock interview. I'll help you format great responses that make a difference. We can improve your resume and cover letter to help get you noticed. I'm here to consult with you. If you're in a unique situation and want input from someone that has seen it all and can help you succeed like I have so many others, it's super simple. Just go to jobinterviewexperience.com and click the $1 a minute coaching button at the very top of the page. Select the amount of time you want to meet, and then you can look through my availability without having to pay. Check out my availability, pick a time, and pay $1 a minute for 100% of my attention. It's blocked into 30, 45, or 60 minutes, so we won't go over. You won't get charged any more than what you pay at checkout. Remember, the faster you invest in yourself, the faster you land that dream job. Go to jobinterviewexperience.com or follow the link in this episode's description. I'm excited to meet and help you take control of your career today.